everyone, and welcome back to the Screaming Club Podcast, where we talk all about the media that you love. Jeff here, as always, with my two associates, Mike and Chris. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. Doing well. How was your fourth? It's good. It was good. I uh, I wasn't able to attend a family event, so maybe my extended family... No, no one was, was, was mad at me, right? Chris? It's for me to know. <laughs> I need everyone to know. Was, was there any Jeff smack talk going on at the family event? Not smack, not really smack talk. Not really smack talk? Actually, no one really even noticed that you were gone, so. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was hoping. I'm sure there was a little talk of Jeff. No. The spirit. No one noticed you were gone. It was good, though. That, Fun for That's so rude. How Mike, about you? How was yours? I was okay. Um, I was. I had a insane work schedule um, between having worked three thirty in mm-hmm. the morning um, on the Fourth of July, and then the day the next day at three thirty in the morning. So it's kind of caught between like being very tired and having to go to bed very early. Um, but but I made the best of it. Those the traffic must have been nice though. Well, it's, nice. it's just sort of. Slipping on in there, yeah. <laughs> in the dead of night, yeah. It is weird, like the Fourth yeah. of July. Like certain places are extremely busy, but certain places are com- completely dead. You know, mm-hmm. like completely dead is the city of Boston. Turns out it's very, very easy to navigate in and out of there. Th- not, Three a.m. Like, not. Not during like they have the huge c- celebration, right? So it must just be yeah, certain. But like times. like the work work part of the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they do anything in like Times Square for the Fourth of July? I was just thinking about. Sure, that. they do. Like, is there like a like Times Square Fourth of July ce- celebration? They might do something in the in the Bay, but I don't know about Times Square. In in the Bay. In the uh, yeah, in the Bay out of the, outside of New York, because there's not really like a countdown in. Fourth of July. Did, did you both watch live fireworks? No. no, I was asleep. Did you, Joe? Chris, you you didn't. No, we we left before the fireworks started to avoid uh, traffic. I, I didn't watch watch any either. We're 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 just a, a hand a couple of Fourth of July boys on this. this we're, podcast. we're a festive bunch. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, but I do love you know God God bless America. We we'll see we saw fireworks. I love the the, the spirit. And the tradition of the Fourth of July, but the actual like practice of it, I could always give or take. Okay, <laughs> I just I'll I'll say one thing, and I know so many people do this, but it's like I, I was reading this somewhere. Like, no one likes seeing videos of fireworks. Very like, true. No one like. No one has ever been like you know, Mike. Break out that video of fireworks from from last year. <laughs> like, Mike, can you break it out now? Like, like has has anyone ever like you're 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 out at the bar? Hey, hey, Mike. You, you know, it's hey. It's... You saw some fireworks last night. <laughs> let, let me see what you got on your phone. Yeah, I wish someone had expressed that to all the people on my um, Snapchat. <laughs> yeah timeline stories or whatever there was a lot of video like 10 second videos of people soaking in the fireworks fireworks. that are just so meaningless to anyone uh scrolling through i will say this there was a game on the 360 i forget the name but you could put in a cd and it would create a fireworks display a digital fireworks display 
based off the song you were playing. That was pretty cool. Really? Mm-hmm. That's graphic, uh, graphic exactly. vi- visualization? Yep. Anything else going on with you guys recently? I'm going to announce that this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today because we're prepping for our ga- Game of Thrones discussion next next week with a special guest. I'll just lay that out right now. But in the same way, it's going to be a special episode, right? Because we're, we're going to do a little t- TV talk, but then we're going to do a little m- movie talk, right? Yeah, yeah, a very special episode. Anyway. So it should... Uh, it sh- it should be good, but I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy you guys had a good Fourth of July. We're not really going to get into Game of Thrones talk today, but or that I that I know of or think of. Yeah. But uh, I do want to share just a little thing about Game of Thrones this past week. That, um, so while while I'm at work in one one of the editing rooms, uh, we we have these little like twenty four inch TVs. Um, like perched on on a little shelf uh, in each room, mm-hmm. it allows me to you know sort of flip through, uh, catch my my CNN, my ESPN, just your, your basic channel package. Uh, are are you allowed to watch other stations at the on. station? Other stations, sure. I could flip through. I could watch Channel Five if if I wanted to. Um, so I'm doing this this past Monday, and I'm flipping through, and all of a sudden I happen upon HBO. In the midst of uh, its Game of Thrones marathon, they have premium. Now we've sorry. never had. We, what? Sorry, I, I don't want to in, interrupt again, but I, f- I find it so so interesting. They they, they have pr- premium cable at the. Well, at the let station? me get to that. Okay. Uh, we've never had access to HBO that that I've recalled in the past. It was like some <laughs> for some reason like that channel was like queued on, <laughs> the, the the station server or whatever, and it was and we were able to access it like <laughs> I. I don't know why. Maybe we're just recording some HBO for some video. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we it was uh, we were in the season five of Game of Thrones that so I just sort of kept that on in the background as I, as I did my work. Um, season five finale. All the uh, it's a lot of bloodshed for the uh, the shame episode. Mm. Cersei's shame. That's when I kind of. Turned it off. A lot of nudity there. That's a graphic scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't feel right uh, just having that on in the background. Yeah, I, I I could imagine like a, you know, like maybe a older woman or something coming in saying, "Mike, what is uh, what, what is going on back here?" The Why is there a naked woman being <laughs> har- harassed as she walks down the street, having old nasty men expose themselves to her and cuss her to her? Shame. Shame. So I, did, I didn't watch that scene, but it was just great knowing that I had the option to watch <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones if I really wanted to at work. Very good. Very, very good. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait for, for Game of Thrones, and we'll get we'll get a lot more into that uh, next, next week. But may I begin by... Uh, I, have, uh, I have been watching Breaking Bad. Having, time. haven't gotten too far into season two definitely not you know cl- close to the end or anything I think we've else. established that you are very close to the end of season two we we did have a little uh lively discussion about you, you know chris chris sort of set the standard for erratically you know saying how far you are into a season of a show 
Uh, so really, I have nothing to prove uh, because the standard has already been set very low for guesstimating where where you are. Um, but I, mean, I think we did figure out that I do have two episodes left of season two. There we go. Um, and I am, you know, I've never watched it. I think everyone that's been li- been listening knows. Um, and I was sharing with the guys just before we started, like my big moments were when Walt comes out and says to the man in the construction store parking lot, uh, stay off my turf. And because I was wondering, like, are the moments that I think was like a special moment, like, does everyone s- celebrate these as special moments? And you guys were saying, that, that's yes, a special right? moment. Yeah. That's a special moment. And then, um, I, guess, I mean, it, it, it's really just just been been really good. The episode I left off on now, uh, not too far into see, season two, just two, two episodes left. Uh, he was introduced to the guy that owns the chicken place, mm-hmm. and he's commanded him to get get that meth to him uh, in in one hour, and. God, if Je- I do, I love Jesse too. I'm I'm a little bit nervous because you guys obviously know so much more about how these characters have progressed and and, and everything. I just hope. What do you, you know, think that of uh, everyone's okay? What do you think of Jesse and Jane? Yeah. So okay, that's that's another thing. When she, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be spitting out de- details like that. I'm sure you, there's no way you guys remember some of these like b- very small de- details. Yeah. But but like she, like sort of dissed him when her dad came mm-hmm. and said like he, she, he wasn't, he, he was just a tenant. And whenever she slipped that note, uh, or she slipped a piece of paper uh, under the door, I said out loud, I said that better. Be something nice. I said that. Apology girl. Yeah, apology girl. It turned out to be just just a great thing. But I was so worried it was going to be like an eviction n- <laughs> n- notice for doing drugs or something. Uh, but I was like, it better be something nice. I really didn't know because she had sort of been like weird and mean. So I wasn't sure what was, was going to happen. Wow. So if you guys remember her name she must be in more than three, three episodes or, or whatever so important i'll tell you that i, di- I didn't remember her name okay i'm seeing uh, breaking bad a few times through so i'm a i'm a super fan okay yeah i've been i've been really really enjoying it know who else i really like is i, I feel like i'm gonna keep like th- throwing out names and you guys are gonna be like oh we know what ultimately happened to him or something but i, I don't think this guy has anything to do with anything the cancer doctor like he just seems like a really nice nice guy i i cancer doctor okay i like when he when when he's on screen he's he's, he's just very well walt we <laughs> I, I remember when i told you your initial your your initial prog- prognosis like he's just He's how I hope. I mean, I guess he was. They said he's like one of the best or whatever. But I would hope I had someone like him, uh, unless he turns out to be like a crazy drug man or something. I, I, you, you never know. But that that was good too. And then I do have to ask, what do you, what do you make of those those short black and white scenes that open few episodes in season two? which like with the 
the one with the teddy bear the scenes that yeah that open the episodes all in black and white they're very ominous and foreboding and they include teddy bears and swimming pools i uh i did i have been been wondering about that um Well, both both times I thought it was going to re- relate to s- something that happened, but then it didn't relate. Well, I'm sure it ended up relating, but must be they're they're collecting evidence. It's police collecting evidence. Okay, I I saw them. They put down the in, mm-hmm. into an evidence bag. I don't know. I'm really no no. What I was sort of I guess this this isn't specifically about that, but. I was starting to think, okay, something's gotta happen with like Uncle Hank gets gets brought in. Now, don't don't say something has got like it's clearly something's gonna happen. Know what I sort of thought might happen before it turned out to be the the chicken guy? I thought Saul's special hookup was was gonna be Uncle Hank. Like he, <laughs> he was like this guy is gonna also very professional guy. Um, and also, I didn't say this while we were on the air uh, here. Really was excited when I saw the in- in- introduction of Saul. Like, because I had heard you guys talking about him, and I saw, like, the backdrop of Better Call Saul. It was on the bench when mm. that Badger got busted. And then, I don't know, then I just so- sort of forgot. And then Saul just, like, busts open that door. Uh, Takes on a, a special meaning. Yeah. In, uh, in hindsight. Yeah, it's the whole episode, and really, anytime Saul appears now, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll tell you, it's making me think about how much good TV I have ahead of me, uh, because now there's a whole separate show. So if it's anywhere close to the quality of what I've been been watching, there's just a lot of TV. Yeah, <laughs> um, but just he's he's a presence. Mm. He is a presence. He's great, and he's a present. To, True. To the, to both the characters and to the viewer, so far, ah, oh, he's just, and the way when they like kidnap him and he's just very like, oh, like it's just like a cat, like he, like oh, it's happened before, like he, he just knows the, like, and he's like, babbling on about like, is 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 this blah blah blah, like is, is it, oh, I do want to mention that from um, your show maybe it's when probably he says, something from he, he from says your out show. loud, uh, he asks if if they're Ignacio. Do you recall yeah, him saying yeah, the name Ignacio? Yeah. Ignacio is in Better Call Saul. Oh my god, that's that's so funny. That's so funny. Uh but yeah, I've uh I've really been enjoying it. You know, got plenty of episodes left in season two, got two two episodes left. And it really only gets better. Like Breaking Bad, you haven't even reached its peak, you're not even close. What but is I would the say... best season without any what? spoilers? What's your your favorite season? Such a hard question. I feel like Breaking Four. Bad at its highest heights is either the very final eight episodes of the series or the back half of season four. Like the mm. back halves of season four and season five are astonishing in how good they are. They started uh, doing four and five. Yeah, they started doing split seasons, so eight eight like eight eight episode half season. Ah, uh, okay. So. You'll get some like you get some arcs, eight episode arcs. Um Brian Cranston is just 
I love him. He's he's almost like. Uh, are there any movies or TV shows where? Uh, <laughs> why am I? I can't remember. John Goodman, John Goodman and wow. Brian Cranston act together. I was Aren't say- they both in Argo? Is Goodman in Argo? Goodman's definitely in Argo, but I so don't know Brian Cranston was in Argo. I, I don't oh. think they interact though. Yeah. No. Wait. He was the. John Goodman was like the producer, right? Is this the correct thing I'm, th- I'm yeah. thinking about? And, and mm-hmm. Cranston worked at some federal building, some federal office. Okay, yeah, they probably just never interacted. Ben Affleck. What? Interesting. A, that is a crime that they didn't get those men. Let's see. <laughs> Brian Cranston is so good. Can you, ah, man. And both of them, just to go from TV dad to just powerhouse like they are so some called cranston like the actor of of his generation based off on his work in breaking bad mm-hmm. yeah, people really say i mean I've, john I've goodman said john goodman's a great character actor but i don't think he reaches the heights of brian cranston yeah john goodman i'm no offense i mean no disrespect he's never done anything at the level of what cranston does in breaking bad do character actor okay first of all check out the last few episodes of Roseanne <laughs> as as Chris second of all John Goodman carried uh the that that movie where they're in in the bunker is that a character act, actor Chris yeah no it's not he not, we're not calling him a supporting actor he's well which he is but he embodies a character. That's what it means to be a character. He's actor. good at being like a chameleon, like taking on these different characters, but. Yeah, that's what he Cranston... is. And I think Cranston is a character actor as well. You're, you're right. <clears throat> but but uh, John Goodman didn't helm one of the most critically acclaimed shows for like six seasons. Character actor to me has a stigma that I don't think either of you mean to insult these well, you, gentlemen you, you... with. I feel like that's more just like to do with you, like your your yeah. your You're own personal him. stigma with the, the the term character actor. But it's, I think it's an actual uh, compliment. How, to how is Leo that. not not character actor? He is. Be- but also, well, I take it Chris, differently. You said I take it differently because Leo Leo can carry a movie just by saying oh, Leo is a, a leading Leo. man. Yeah, but he's not man. a leading man in the way that Tom Cruise or George Clooney is a leading. That's man. true. That's true. In that. They make their movies just by essentially playing themselves, whereas mm-hmm. Leo like inhabits a new identity. Well, I'm a lot it, a more new open character to Mike's interpretation of character actors. <laughs> well, to each their own. Well, check your I'll say this, Mike. Brian Cranston and John Goodman are superstars. Yes. <laughs> superstars. No, no arguments there. <laughs> superstars. Superstar acting ability. Okay. Okay, hey, Chris, how about just one more question about this? Is this... Are you saying that John Goodman can't be a superstar because maybe he's uh, gained and lost a few few pounds? I don't know. I think you like Brian Cranston more because he more embodies... Maybe he's got more... is physically fit than... I'm thinking you're assuming a lot here. You don't even know... I'm trying to get to the bottom. You don't even know what my feelings about Breaking Bad are. I don't I'm not even like completely in love with Breaking Bad. Well, you know the hell, Chris. From what I've seen so far, you may have made made a mistake, but but I'm not sure. God bless. So all. Well, Chris has been such a negative Nancy 
and a stickler and just in general yeah it's a difficult person when it comes to breaking bad for, for so many years because for so many years he refused to watch it he refused to give it the time of day um despite all of his his great friends telling him how amazing it is why is that Chris? he just spat in our faces for years and i think it's just, just had to do always with watching his, other shows with his arrogance his his hubris i always said i'd get around to watching it and i eventually did and they kept took a lot trumping of this, sh- this show up and it's not as it's not as good as people say this sounds it's like close a but it's not as well good as yeah he say. couldn't he couldn't then later go say yeah it's the greatest thing because it's not the greatest that's thing that's exactly yeah. it mike it's very good but i mean there's a lot there's like there's if he had discovered it, the show if he had discovered it on his own i did discover it on my own i watched it before all you jokers show. i'll tell you right now same thing with chris and the sport of baseball same thing with chris he's got to shit on it and he can't even though he'll he he gives insight into oh like he'll he'll display his knowledge about baseball but then oh is that four four strikes right (laughs) like he'll he'll just throw around like a comment like like that i know we all know i know just doing it to shit on he'll call a run a point (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) And then he'll have a little twinkle in his eye. We'll all know. We'll Listen, all know. I'm an I'm a red blooded American. I know things about baseball. I just don't know as much as you guys. I think baseball's a very boring and outdated sport. Not Amer shouldn't be called America's. Well, it's America's pastime, but it shouldn't be America's game. That, my friends, is football. But even you refuse to support ongoing a team in 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 football. Because yeah, I'm not a Patriots fan. You've made that very clear many, many times. I don't but like... You, we don't have to get into all, all my feelings really about sports. Here, I but. think, yeah, but this deserves at a later time a little bit more of a... Maybe we can have a third party come in and just have a live therapy session on Chris and his, his issues with, with I don't have football. A, I don't have an issue with football. I love football. Really, his issues with enjoying pro- pro- professional sports as an American... I think is Chris is uh, Chris or thing. as or as someone from New England, like you can't have any sort of connection to to the teams of of the region. He he has to just be some some cold blooded mercenary. That's another huge thing. Is he's I don't know if he's ever spoken about it on the podcast, but he has said some crazy stuff about not supporting sports teams. He has said some crazy stuff about like how, like insulting stuff to those that do support sports. Insulting. This is feeling like a witch hunt. This is literally. We're talking about almost everyone. You guys are like almost everyone supports a sports team. I'm. I'm just saying. You almost everyone just, Chris. you, You just support a team from your region, or, to a lesser extent, just. You know, you might support a team for for another reason, but Chris, to put down everyone that supports a team, I'm not putting anyone down. I just disagree. Okay, disagree. You're putting me down. Well, uh, what is what a dis- discussion, huh? We got here from from Breaking yeah, Bad, yeah. but I have been enjoying Breaking Bad. And Chris, how's uh how's the show that you've you've been watching on uh, on FX, right? Snowfall aired. Snow Day. Last night. Uh, it's a new series on FX about the cocaine trade in 
Southern California in Chris, the eighties. Let's say the tagline as it has been thrown in our faces for for months. What is it? I don't even know. This is how crack began. <laughs> yeah, that's see. There's an interesting story to be told about how, like, the drug trade moved from marijuana to like a lot harder stuff in California, and that's what they're attempting with this show. Mm. But uh, it's it's just pretty pretty plain. Like, there's a there's three different storylines of like drug dealers, like a kid from from the inner city, and then like um, the CIA. Working with the DEA, CIA. Yeah, it's a whole. No, it's the CIA. It's a whole big deal of like they're they're working. They're they're not supposed to be working on American soil, right? But like they're trying to run guns from America to Colombia, so they're on this like weird like gray area. There's like a one throwaway line that's like we're not even supposed to be working on here, whatever. But anyway, there's there's a part where the CIA has to clean up a body and you think like, Oh, FX I'm pre-programmed to think this is going to be like a real brutal scene of them. Like cleaning up this like dead body. He just puts on some gloves and then it cuts and then the body's gone. It's like, that could have been done. That could have been done in such like a cool or stylistic One way. One time on the show, the Americans that's also on that's FX. what made me think about they had, you're familiar with. No, but I remember the, you told me that there was a very brutal, they disposed of a body by, Cracking it and folding it into a tiny little suitcase. <laughs> this was definitely not that. And we saw the entire thing. Yeah. All there. the little cracks, the crushing of the bones, you know? Yeah. So, I've experienced a couple things like that in, in Breaking Bad. There's one fight. One. Breaking Bad yep. does some good body disposal. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry to interrupt, Chris, but I just, just a quick shout out to the man that they had trapped in the basement in season one. It's a pretty good. Back and forth. Yeah. Do you, yes. you guys remember That's him? That's a great scene. Oh, yeah. What, what, was that cr- Crazy, crazy eight. 8? Yeah, it was, it was Crazy 8. Yeah. That was... Oof. That that was another great scene. That's like the moment in Breaking Bad for me when I was like, wow, this is a... We got a good show here. <laughs> that man was trying to stab Walt in, in the leg. The moment when Walt realizes that he, he took a piece of that plate to, yeah. to, to hurt him with. Like... I wonder how he's able to deduce that. I don't think I I would have. No, <laughs> I gotta say say that. Of course, I'll say I don't think I would have. I wouldn't have been letting Crazy Eight out. Like I don't know what I would have done, mm, but I would. That was just Walt's na- naivete. Yeah. I there is no way Crazy Eight was gonna let things. Live and let live. <laughs> uh, but Chris, sorry, snowfall. It's it's all related though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 all right. I probably won't be watching it anymore unless it, unless uh, people tell me. You gave us out. all the assignment to watch it. Yeah, and you did. Jeff failed the assignment. I did. So yeah. did I. Um, but I I gave it a shot. There's some I, really. I watched I watched like 15 minutes of it and then I fell asleep. There's some cool shots of like. Of like Southern California. That's only a partial film, Mike. Incomplete. Otherwise, <laughs> yes. not that good. Not that interesting. Shame. Not shame on FX, but disappointed in FX. Uh, one of the scenes I did watch before I fell asleep was um, there was this sort of house party orgy, whatever, going yeah. on, and some woman, I believe, was was blowing, 
cocaine mm -hmm. up a guy's ass. Yeah. Which caused that man to see have some sort of seizure. Yep. And presumably and die. die. Is that the body? That's the body that needs to be disposed. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it turns out that man was a undercover CIA agent. Oh shit. The guy that died? Yep. And um That's pretty cool. And in that house, they couldn't call the police because in that house, in the hot tub, the hot tub is filled with cocaine. Okay. Ready to distribute. So they couldn't call the police. Some okay music in that. Some like late, mid-80s hip-hop. Otherwise, hey, check it out. Tell me what you think. Great job, Chris. That's Snowfall. Good name. We, we wanted to... Uh... Do a little summer movie, summer movie review. Re review. Just talk talk a little bit about talk it out m movies we've seen and movies that are coming up that we're looking forward to. Uh, and I did, with the help of Mike and Chris, deduce that I have seen three summer movies. One was Borderline, and Mike dis disqualified it, uh, which was the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, uh, which I'm forgetting. But Life. Life, uh, which was, you know, did either of you see that? I haven't seen it. I just saw it. Oh yeah, you did say that. I, it I was thought it was very bad. Yeah. It wasn't the worst. You just, I just thought of it as just like a shitty horror movie in space. Isn't Ryan Reynolds in that movie? Ryan Reynolds is in it. He was. Didn't work out too too well for him. Okay. It was just like, an amalgamation of like all the great like sci-fi lost in space like alien arrival type movies that we've all seen over the last few years it takes all like the spare parts of those movies and sort of mashes it together for just a pretty just haphazard whatever like two hour away movie bland ass movie i'll say just in general about that movie they should have been able to handle that thing a lot better like yes there were many times like the whole thing is that there's just like a life form mm -hmm. that won't that is you know that gets loose everyone just many times where they should have been able to just send that bad boy into space which they do several times yeah, but he always finds his way <laughs> and then the end of course don't spoil it for me little, uh, well, yeah, no, no spoil. Just a little, you know, cool ending. <laughs> I, I, I actually know. Like, I take that back. It was not cool. Oh wow! <laughs> I was it was an to, it was uh, an interesting choice. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a word that wouldn't give give anything away for Chris. It was a. If I had to choose, if I had yeah. to choose and write how to end that movie, um everyone would die and then they it would like fall the entity would fall to earth that's and a little out, out there Chris. is it out there implying that it would be spread to earth the planet i think it's a little out there i don't think <laughs> or is it exactly what happened mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's just leave they're it way out in space chris oh they're not in the atmosphere in like the outer orbit no they're pretty close to earth <laughs> Yeah, you ever, you ever seen have... y'all ever seen Moon? Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Moon, I forget. Oh, yeah, forget they the were they weren't even in, in our galaxy, were they? <laughs> in, 
In Moon? No. Yeah, they were. Isn't that the one with what's his name? Fat Fastbender? No. That's oh. with uh Sam Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. Oh yeah, no. I, I Kevin did Spacey. See that. They were pretty far out there. Anyway. Alright. That's that's life. How about you guys talk, hey, that's talk life. about the movies that I haven't seen, but don't give too much away. Ba- Baby Driver? Like I saw Baby Driver. Well, let's let's go over our our favorites. Oh, okay. favorites. So, what's your what's your number three favorite movie that you've seen, Chris? Huh, maybe Wonder Woman. I'd say. Solid. I didn't. See, I haven't seen that many movies, but I would see. Yeah, I'd say Wonder Woman would be my third. It's it's yeah, it's a solid movie. It's it's nothing incredibly fantastic, but it's definitely the best thing DC's put out. And Gal Gadot. Is amazing in that mm-hmm. movie, and it's it's at least some light at the end of the tunnel, or some hope that DC can do it. Yeah, I I agree. I probably wouldn't put it among my three favorites, but well, I think just out of necessity, I've seen that. Just out of necessity, I haven't seen that many movies. I've seen a few movies. I know, but not me. Right. Um. Yeah, it's a good, solid movie mm-hmm. that. I think has been overpraised for a variety of, of reasons that yeah. we don't have to get into. But, but it is, there's no taking away how um, just solid it is and just pure and uh, just decent. It's just a decent superhero summer action movie that we don't always get in the in the form of uh, anything DC mm-hmm. DC makes these days. They've they've delivered a lot of shit, and so it's refreshing to see this movie with starring a woman, starring Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, uh, and that she's just that the the whole final product was was this this good and yep. directed by a woman. Yep, directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's number three? Uh, so my third favorite movie of the summer, I would say Baby Driver, which you and I just saw. Yeah. How was it? Another another overblown movie, I'd say. That movie is being like enshrined in the, the Hall of Fame like, <laughs> by, by a lot of people, uh, which I don't necessarily understand. Um it is just a pure joy. Yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's just a lot of coolness to that movie. Mm. Yeah. We don't always get in summer blockbusters. It is just fun. It's electric. It's slick. It's just so well done. Um, great cast. On a, on a technical level, great cast. Uh, Really solid soundtrack. Obviously, that's the big, the big selling point. That's sort of the driving force, is the music. Um, yeah, I mean, don't love, didn't love how it all came together in the end. Yeah. Um, and the lead could have been a little bit more charismatic. Ansel Elgore. Yeah. Yeah, don't really understand him as, <laughs> as a performer or just yeah. the draw of of Ansel Elgort quite yet. Um, he was probably doing what what was asked of him. Sure, yeah, I, maybe a direction problem. 
Yeah, maybe it's just or the just way the, that, that character is, is conceived. Yeah. But uh, Spacey's great. John Hamm is oh, yeah. great. Spacey's great. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Never really liked that Jamie much. Jamie Foxx is Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is just, he just does his Jamie Foxx thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was all right. He's fine. The thing that disappointed me was like when you go see an Edgar Wright movie, you're like, oh, this, you're going to get this like snappy dialogue. It's going to be great. And there it really wasn't. It has a little bit of it, but it wasn't like as consistent as you would want. It was like flashes here and there. I think you were just missing Simon and Pig. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, what's your number two? I didn't give a number three, but oh. I've only seen three. Uh, I guess uh, my number three would maybe be Guardians of, of the Galaxy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would be my number two. So we can talk about that now. Three three. Uh, I did, as I mentioned before, go in about five minutes late, uh, and they were battling some large monster. Mm-hmm. I was told by my friend that it didn't really... It didn't seem to matter that much. That did was you, just like a reintroduction yeah. to the character. Did you come in like mid-music? The music was just starting. Yeah. Baby Guru was dancing, yeah. It was like right before the music started. The okay, music so you didn't really miss much. Um, It was just good. I, th- I thought it was sort of a... I thought it could have been a more boring story, but it was sort of like an interesting story. Yeah. With the father. Yeah, I like how it didn't... It was a story onto its own. It didn't force in any Marvel connections. Mm-hmm. It was really just this Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Almost felt like it, it was making a point not to include anything from the expanded EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, EU. Yeah. Expanded Marvel. Uh, yeah. Um, MCU. MCU. Um, well, that's like a big, fo- that's a big foreshadowing or big problem that is possibly down the line with Marvel is what's going to happen when all these actors don't want to play these roles anymore. So they probably have to prove them to themselves that they can make these interesting movies with newer characters that don't have any of these um, journeyman actors from mm. the old movies in them. Uh, so it's a good sign that they can at least do that. So, yeah. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I I wouldn't... I, I liked that movie quite a bit. Um I think do I like it more than Wonder Woman? I do, but uh, I wouldn't put it on my among my top three. But I thought I thought it was an upgrade actually over the the, the last um, the Gar- last Guardians, Guardians movie yeah. and most Marvel movies that that come out these days. Uh, it's just you know it's just a pretty simple story about the, the relationship between the father and son, which I liked. Just sort of didn't really go for broke in the way that so many other uh, superhero sequels usually usually do like it was just sort of simple it's basic and just great being around uh, that, those cast of characters again so yeah I was impressed because usually superhero sequels tend tend to eat themselves alive yeah, <laughs> yeah. with a with by overstuffing it with all this, this this shit, just more, 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 and sort of all these, they go callback crazy from from all the stuff that made it them successful in the first movie, um, which I think this movie kind of escaped that the trap of. Mm-hmm. So that was my number two. What's your number two? My number two, I'll 
will say is Alien Covenant. Nice. I didn't see that. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Heard it's good. Alien Covenant. Now they were out in deep space. They were deep out in space. Mm. They were not hovering around the okay. Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> I was so impressed with this movie, what it was able to do uh, narratively in the in the context of sort of Ridley Scarts, Ridley Scott's um, Scarts, Scart. <laughs> Ridley Scart, larger uh, ambitions for this this franchise, um, beginning with Prometheus and now Covenant and who knows how many movies he plans to make in this world. I think mm-hmm. he said he, he wants to do like five movies. Wow. Uh, and he's like an 85-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Can be done. Yeah. This this movie, it sort of takes where Prometheus had sort of sneakily set up sort of in the background and mm-hmm. then sort of brings... Um, I'm particularly talking about Fastbender's character. Okay, and just sort of expands upon it and makes that the the central focus of really just this movie, but really in the context of Prometheus as well. Just sort of um, just it sets itself up for the long haul in the way that Prometheus maybe maybe struggled to at, at least. Yeah. Um, this sort of rambling on but really cool sequel okay i'm definitely uh, gonna check it out yeah i i loved it mm-hmm. what do you think jeff i think it would be my number one out of three wow uh but it was all right <laughs> all right i haven't seen that too many mine to no, it, it was good i, I, I like space I like a scary movie. Mm. It was pretty good. It did it, have a little bit of a Jake Gyllenhaal mo- mo- movie feel. Right, yeah. It, you know? it struggles in the same way the Prometheus does by just having all the side characters just do like really stupid things for the purposes of, mm. of the plot because someone has to do this really stupid thing because this next thing has to happen yeah. and the only way for this next thing to happen is for this person to do this really stupid thing. And that kind of happens a few times throughout that sort of knocks it down um, a peg. Like maybe if in the absence of those stupid things, the movie would be even better. Five to a four. What? Five to a four. Right. But, uh, Interesting. All right. How about yeah. are we on to number ones? I can go up to my number one because uh, Guardians is my number two. I'd say, you know, I'm struggling. Should I have... Is Atomic Blonde 1A? Because it's not technically out yet. You saw it? That's the summer movie. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then I put that there. Speaking of John Goodman, God rest his soul. Hey. He's in that movie. He's pretty good. He plays like the American... Um, plays like an American CIA agent. Oh. Yeah. Atomic Blonde is just extremely good, and I don't want to spoil anything for anyone because no one has seen it. Sounds like it's grown on you since since last week grown on me yeah i was think i was pretty into it last week i don't remember you saying it was this great la- last week uh maybe that's more of a comment on the quality of summer movies in general this is number one uh i'll speak more thoroughly i assume like you're gonna see it when it comes out or around when it comes out yeah I'm, when you see it i'm sure you'll, you'll see it around then so we can talk more thoroughly about it but just 
Just a great, great action film. This guy's just shoving his early viewing in our face at every chance he gets. Otherwise, I'd say It Comes at Night. Which That's is also, my number one. Which is also a very good movie. So you've really given us four movies. Yeah. Well, I was if I was I was not really gonna say Atomic Blonde, but It Comes at Night is just so it's so crazy of a movie in like a really understated way. Where did it go? Where did it end up it went at? Where did it come from, you mean? Where did it go? It came. I'll have to see the movie. Okay. Yeah, It Comes at Night is my my favorite. Uh, movie I've seen this summer mm-hmm. and it's just the movie does tension so well it does suspense so well does mystery so well but yeah like you said it's very it's very understated it's very sort of left to the imagination of the viewer um, and it isn't like an overt horror movie yeah but it is really scary there's a lot super of, scary a lot of creepy spooky moments oh yeah like a lot of spooks it. especially in the in the scenes at night, yeah, when uh, when, when that boy is when that boy is asleep, yeah. You're oh, saying. is wait is is this the one where they're in a cabin? Yes. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it. Yeah, a couple that weeks one ago. sound pretty good. Just check it out while it's still in theaters. But I'll tell you my number one. That you said Alien was your number one. <laughs> no, that was my number two. Okay. And really, it was my number two. Or maybe check it was the tape on that. One. I'm not. My my number one is a movie that I got to see early. Uh, the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> it is a summer movie. Nice. No, it's, it's not, is it? No. It's, it's a winter movie. Well, summer summer for you. You got an early screening? I got an early screening. Um, some might say it was just a a teaser trailer. Did you did you hold Ryan Johnson's family hostage? Like a... <laughs> How'd you get into that early screening? I just viewed it on online. YouTube? Yep. There was a YouTube leak. YouTube rip. And it was that, and it was Jurassic World 2. Was and... it Was it the North Koreans uh... again? <laughs> no. In between their, their nuclear proliferate, proliferation, they're, they're hacking Star Wars? We don't want to get into any trouble. They, they, they hacked Star Wars and, and gave me an unlisted YouTube uh, link. Oh, so wow. only only a select few could view it. I believe it was me, and uh, I can't think of anyone funny. But anyway, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I only saw three movies, but maybe Alien and Wonder Woman was pretty good. I don't think it deserves to be on n- n- number one on any list here, though. But. Uh, special shout out to The Mummy. I definitely saw that movie, and that movie definitely came out in the summer. Mm-hmm. Good job, Tom Cruise. Good job. Yeah. I will be seeing Transformers in the next couple of days. I want to see that as well. Not necessarily because I want to. No? You being forced to? Not being forced to. I feel kind of, I feel an obligation to mm. because my mom's friend, Cheryl, her name is Cheryl. Shut her up. son is in this movie. No. And she... A- and I plays Optimus Prime <laughs> as an extra, or I th- does he have a? Role? I guess he has a line, and he's in a few scenes. Oh, I don't know if you call that an extra. Multiple scenes. He 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 is a he's a, he's an actual Navy SEAL. Like, Jeez. Before he sort of tried uh. to, before he's in became an actor. Wow. Um, 
so I think he plays like a Navy SEAL army type person in this movie. So I'm going to be going with, with her to, to see it. Nice. This, uh, that's awesome. And congratulations to Cheryl and Cheryl's unnamed son. Um, but I, uh, is Cheryl, does she go the Red Sox? Is that Cheryl? No, that's Carol. Oh, that was close though. <laughs> Shout out Cheryl and Carol and, uh, <laughs> any and all of the acquaintances and friends of mike's mike's family <laughs> uh, but no that's that's pretty cool so i'll, so report, what, I'll report back on uh, transformers 5 mm-hmm. what you should do is like go and watch it and then come back and report to us exactly like okay five minutes before he's he's on screen like they they do this so we can know when cheryl's son comes so i'd like to see we're never going to be able to trust mike's review though because he's biased <laughs> i know an in, inherent in bias. This movie. No, I, He's I promise. Say it's good. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> objective in my okay. critique of what if? But I will also, not let this skew me. <laughs> I could also see Mike like leaving the th- the theater like just in this like oh that was so bad but I'm with I'm with my my mom's friend and just like what's he gonna do? I know. Uh, I heard that movie's extremely long. Like two and a half hours. I also heard it's the shortest of the Transformers movies. Oh my god! But the, of the Transformers, surprise me. Cheryl, the last Michael. Bay. I think we can all. We know Mike's gonna love it, so don't don't worry. But if you want to hear Mike's real thoughts, you might want to tune in next <laughs> next week because we well, can't vouch for how truth truthful he'll he'll be after the after the. the, the yeah. But that's uh, no, that's, that's that's really cool. C- congratulations all all around. How about uh, what are you guys? Uh, I I promised a short episode today, and we're and we're not short. But uh, I'd I'd love to hear just qu- quickly what you guys are looking forward to, uh, other than tran- Transformers. Uh, what summer movies are you guys looking forward to? I'm seeing Spider Man tomorrow. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. Uh. I have a long, complicated history with Spider-Man. How real? Okay, let's it, let's get into that next next week. Yeah, we can bring uh, in a therapist for Chris's sports stuff and your long, complicated history. Well, Mike and I also fight over Spider-Man as well. We really? have different opinions about Spider-Man. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, can't wait for War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. I'm a Planet of the Apes fanboy. <laughs> he's talking like he's I'm talking the OG Planet of the Apes. <laughs> One of my favorite movies ever, and then this this new like revived franchise, super impressed with. So I can't wait for War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Very nice, yeah. You want to stop with you? I'm the same. Homecoming would be the big one. Um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, but of course, next month is the Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Have yes. you seen the trailer yet? Yes. I have seen. You're it. probably gonna see. It. I haven't seen it on the big I screen. I saw like a TV spot. I didn't watch the whole okay. trailer. Okay, it's probably gonna play before Homecoming because they're both Sony movies or Sony connected movies. Uh, I just can't wait, even though it's probably gonna be bad. But to see, I gotta support it because if there's any chance for the TV show, to I mean, happen, like you have to. Like, it hasn't like this whole just endeavor of yours been so you could. But that's how it started, and now I'm just like a super fan of the the entire world and the series, and um, huge fan of Stephen King now. Uh, But yeah, the the plan is the plan they're trying to set out is three movies, and then in between each movie is a season of television. 
Right. But in order for that to happen, this first that movie... That sounds like reckless. <laughs> like, no way could that work. <laughs> well, the there's eight books in the series. The fifth book, the entire book is a prequel of Idris Elba's character when he was younger. So I think the idea is that they would adapt that book as the series. And, it, and Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey would have come in for like a couple episodes. Hmm. Um as like a framing device but in order for that to happen this first one needs to be a success so let's all go watch the dark tower everyone it's a story that is worthy of being told well you're not just asking us to watch it you're asking us to watch it and then speak positively about it right watch it speak positively and devote like the next eight years of our life to supporting it (laughs) but it'll be good you'll enjoy it because you're not going to read the books like that right now Then in 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 six months, now you all gonna watch the first season of this this TV show, right? <laughs> and, you, and I'm just asking you to do this one thing. Because in order for the the next movie and the next show to be made, this TV show has to be has to do very and well. I'll say I don't th- ask you guys for a lot. And I'll say thank you, Sai. <laughs> it's a little tidbit for those Dark Tower heads out there. Yeah. Nice little quote. Me and Mike, you know, over our heads. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's cool. Aren't aren't you guys looking forward to uh, in in August the Nut Job Two Nutty by by Nature? Yeah. Isn't that Will Arnett and Catherine Heigl? Of course. That's a sequel. Say yes, no, it is. Say no more. Nut Job Two. And how about I I don't just have a list of movies here, but Annabelle. That's that's a good horror movie. Annabelle. Yeah, sequel. It's Annabelle two, right? It's a prequel. Oh, it's a prequel to that. To a prequel to a prequel to the Conjuring. It's a period prequel to the first Annabelle film. <laughs> but Annabelle was a prequel to the no, or was it a prequel? It was to the Conjuring. She was in a scene. It was. Of the, she yeah. was in like the beginning of the Conjuring. This is horror the movies are, to Annabelle. Hey, horror movies are so stupid. So a prequel to a prequel. Hard pass. Yeah, oh come let's get, on! Get that out of here. You can't have. Is that another Blumhouse production? It was a production? prequel, but the first Annabelle was a prequel to The Conjuring. All those Blum- so now you're telling me there's a there's a prequel to to the first prequel. Annabelle. Okay, but listen, I don't, I can't remember the specifics of any, any of these movies. But from what I, I remember, it was a prequel, but it wasn't like how Annabelle came about. Like they just found they the found film, her, right? yeah, yeah. Well, so this is about how is. Annabelle came about. So it's okay. About. Oh right, right, right. All those, I think it's Blumhouse Productions. All of those like low budget horror movies, they're so, they're like a dime a dozen. It's true. And they all feel I the like exact. They all, but they all feel the exact same. I have a high That's tolerance what, shitty for movie. shitty horror movies. Yeah, I tend I tend to, but I am a little bit exhausted with the the whole Annabelle conjuring of it yeah. all. You you know it's a it's a true story. Sure. Great. It's a true story I did based on the lives of two people that are complete liars. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you you guys know the, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, the couple. we talked about this before. Yeah, I think yeah. that's su- super interesting how like all these other movies, these beloved horror movies have, have been spawned based on, on their like lies. Yeah, <laughs> and they're making a lot of money. Yeah. I'm telling you, know, you... You put what's what's the the production Bloomhouse? I want to I want to say it's Blumhouse. You put our friend Tony in a room with a Blumhouse executive for thirty days. Oh, he'll give you some some horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee. You got some stories, and they'll be they'll be true. They'll be legit. Mind. Yeah, they'll they'll they'll, they'll be legit. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm just imagine like his his version of events. It's it's some really weird like it's also about like like a doll like our friend Tony just comes out with some like bastardized like doll story. It's a winner. Uh, now I do see though here on Rotten Tomatoes someone got a hold of Annabelle because it's rated 100 percent fresh. Wow. Based on several reviews. So Annabelle's gotten around, it sounds like. Ten reviews. And they're all fresh. Good for them. Wow. Probably the parents of the people that made. <laughs> Can't wait to hear your thoughts, Jeff. Sandberg demonstrates a deft affinity for the elaboration of horror conventions. As well as the expansion of the conjuring universe. Conjuring. Sounds like right up Mike's alley. The first Conjuring is a genuinely great movie. I love it. That was Justin Lowe of the Hollywood Conjuring Report. Two. Pass. Annabelle. Pass. Any other thoughts on movies, guys? Yeah, I have a two more I want to mention that are coming out. Three uh, more. We're, we're we're out of time. I'll make it quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dunkirk. Christopher yep. Nolan's New War. I'm looking I'm forward, forward to that. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Anytime Christopher Nolan makes a movie. Whether it's good or bad, it's always worth seeing. Yeah. That's getting a wider, uh, what is it? The special film. It's, it's getting, getting a wider 70 millimeter, millimeter release. Uh, oh, nice. release. It's, uh, it's outdone the the Hateful Eight. It has. Oh, well. Hateful Eight has 100 and it has 125. That's so cool. I'll be seeing that in 70 millimeter. Nice. Uh, Beguiled is already out. New Sofia Coppola. Oh. Movie with um, Colin Farrell, yeah, Nicole Kidman. Got to get around to that, and then Atomic Blonde as well. Once, once I'm allowed to see it. Once the the general public, the peasants, <laughs> once the regular folk are uh, allowed <laughs> to uh, get in there. Uh, uh, Chris, any more in. from from you? No, the dark, um, Dunkirk, Dark Tower is the big one. I hope it's good, guys. I really do. For your sake, Chris, I hope it's good. I'd also it's gonna it's gonna be fun to like even if it is bad, it's gonna be fun to like have this touchstone with my friends where like I can say these characters' names and they'll at least like understand what I'm talking about. Like it's gonna be fun to like everyone will be know, a lonely feeling. Like everyone will know who Roland Deshane is. Everyone will know that. I don't know if I'll know, Chris. Yeah. I I don't have a critical uh what's it called in school? Retention? Yes. I don't have very good retention, Chris. <laughs> you couldn't retain the word retention? So, yes, I couldn't even contain the word retention. But we'll see if, if it's good enough. I hope it is. Hopefully it's good enough to be the foundation of three three movies and... Two seasons of a TV show. Two TV shows. <laughs> All right. Well, cool, guys. Next week we'll, uh, we'll do some Game of Thrones prep. Oh, mm-hmm. this is our last week before Game of Thrones. Yeah. Also, we should say Emmys. Emmys next week. Emmy noms. It's, it's going to be a packed, uh, a packed episode next week. We'll yeah, a lot, Emmys, of, a lot of news episode. We'll news heavy. Game of Thrones prep. It'll be, uh, it'll be a fun one, and then we'll be right there. We'll be right there. Oh my god! A week from Sunday, Game of Thrones. Wow! Yeah. Can't believe it. But we've all agreed to wait one more week, right? We've all agreed to not well, watch gonna, Game of Thrones for one additional we're week. Gonna, I thought the plan was we were going to wait until it all aired, and then binge it all. Yes, that that was what we was all plan, right? we we all agreed on. Did that. we agree we, to that? 
we were gonna wait yeah. and then we we're gonna live stream a binge of the whole season. We'll do like a reaction video oh, of the season. And Mike, that binge is scheduled to occur one night before season eight of Game of Thrones <laughs> airs. So like three years from now, whatever that season <laughs> airs. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's the best way to do it. It's Can it's you imagine brutal. subjecting yourself to, to that prolonged wait time? Hey, I did it without even knowing for Breaking Bad. You did. And depending on how quickly I can get through things, maybe for Better Call Saul. Yeah. And I I did it for a little bit of Game of Thrones, too. Did, didn't I join you guys in, like, the, the third one, or fourth? One season? or two seasons ago. I came aboard Game of Thrones late as well. Wow. Day one, baby. What is wrong with you? No. Day one, baby. <laughs> I know. I, I was in college. My, fir- my first year. Well, no one knew that. But, no one, no one knew about Game of Thrones. I know. I, ca- I came in in season two. It was not. It was not a cultural phenomenon when I aired. It's crazy now. Well, before we go, where can we find you guys online? Twitter.com/slash/thatmorris for me. ScreenClub.com. At linguistics underscore on Twitter. ScreenClub underscore. Still underscore. Yeah. We moved. I like on it. I like the, it. The movement. Still thinking about it. Okay. That's a hard choice. Mm. It, it, it is hard. It is. Uh, Rebranding? Yes, yes. It's not easy. No, it is not. Rebranding. I was just talking with a uh, with an artist, with a musician about this, how it's like, it's so annoying if you get, like, your, what you want for several social medias and, like, your website and then just, like... Twitter is just some ass that hasn't done anything for years, you know? But uh, he was mentioning his Twitter handle is taken. So he's registering a copyright on it. And then he's going to present that to Twitter because the man is not active and he'll own the copyright on the Twitter handle. (laughs) So you could do it, Mike. (laughs) Copyright, not that expensive. $10,000 later. No, it's like... Linguistics, yeah. no underscore could be mine. I think you could get the copyright for like 30 bucks. I wonder if that'll work, though. I'm serious. Uh, I think it'll probably work if it's Mike's brand and yeah. some, someone else that's I'd not have to using. prove what my brand is. Yeah, if the person is. wasn't using it, probably. But I think is if they were using Linguistics.com taken? Yeah. Cut all this out. Tony Ruvalo blog. Um, I, wow, it's it, it's not taken, Mike. You should invest thirty bucks, get the copyright. Get, oh, oh yeah, we should cut cut this out, Chris. So, so someone else is gonna steal it. That's how it works. It might be an inside job too. You you never know. <laughs> but anyway, you can find me at Twitter at Jeffam J E F F A M. No copyright or uh, underscore needed. And you can find all of us screeningclub.com for more articles insight you can share your thoughts in the comment sections there uh, and you can always reach us screeningclub at gmail.com for your comments or thoughts remember to uh, subscribe and rate on your favorite podcast service and until next week hope you all have a uh, enjoyable week in your, your media uh, viewing and, uh, god bless you.